0: We're going to teach uh, some today on the subject of righteousness. Praise the Lord. So we'll begin with Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. And the Apostle Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. To the Jew first. And also to the Greek. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation would uh, certainly include and primarily be that you get born again. Uh, How do you get born again? You believe the gospel. The gospel in its simplest form is that Jesus Christ died for our sins He was buried, and on the third day, he was raised again, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And so, Jesus is risen from the dead. He is Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, of course, salvation is a larger word. In other words, it has more uh, meaning to it. It does mean salvation, being receiving eternal life, also means preservation healing, deliverance, soundness. So it is an inclusive word of the gospel. But so when you believe the gospel, one would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, they get saved or they get born again. He said the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For therein, or referring or referencing uh, the gospel, therein, in the gospel. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. And he says, there's a revelation of the righteousness of God in the gospel. So when you study the gospel or you uh, look into the word of God and come to an understanding of the gospel, which it has a lot of depth to, and there's a lot of scripture that you could uh, study in the word of God throughout the Bible regarding the gospel." Uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and all that surrounds that. So, a study of the gospel is going to grant you or give to you a revelation of righteousness. So he said it would be revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So then it would be revealed in degrees, right? Because he said it would be revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So when you have an understanding of the gospel or you have a revelation of the gospel, then it's going to produce faith in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So while you're hearing the Word, then it is producing faith in your heart. So faith comes or it is coming into your heart when you're hearing the Word of God or when you meditate on the Word, study the Word, speak the Word to yourself. The faith of God is being released in your heart. And it comes by degrees. So as you study and continue to study and you continue to learn uh, more about the gospel of Jesus Christ, then it's going to produce a greater faith in your heart. So then the just shall live, how? By faith. The just, what does just mean? It just means that you're righteous. Justification is a word that is used much in the scripture regarding righteousness, meaning the same thing, you're justified, or you're declared righteous, or you're made righteous. So then he said, the just or the righteous shall live by faith. I'll give you a couple of other translations of this uh, particular verse, verse 17, It says that God's gift, Ways translation, I'll just give you a portion of it, Ways translation says God's gift of righteousness is revealed in it. God's gift of righteousness, so then we come to an understanding that righteousness is a gift. So, of course, uh, the devil would want you to uh, work, 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 And I think probably most Christians have tried to work, 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 or do enough to be good enough, 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 never enough. And uh, it's a trick of the enemy. It's one of his tactics to keep you in condemnation or keep you in a a shame position or in a guilt position which robs you of your faith. If he can rob you of your consciousness of righteousness or your awareness of who God has made you to be, then he can rob you of your faith. Or if he can tell you that you did something that would puts you in an unrighteous position, then he robs you of your faith or your confidence. So what we must do is go right back to the word. Go right back to the truth. The truth of the what? Gospel. The gospel of Christ is a revelation or brings a revelation of righteousness, or we could say how you became righteous. Well then he says in the way translation it says God's gift of righteousness is revealed in it. God's gift of righteousness meaning that righteousness is a gift that you do not have to earn. You do not have to achieve you do not have to work for years. Now, working is a good thing, doing good works is a good thing, but righteousness will produce a fruit of righteousness, the scripture says. But you don't want to forever try to achieve righteousness or a state of righteousness or a condition of righteousness because that puts you in a position. Of always not being enough. Always not having enough right. Or never being right enough. Or righteous enough. Never meeting the standard because you didn't do good enough. So of course the devil keeps you in a lockdown place. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the gospel. Thank God for righteousness. And righteousness is a gift. Okay, gift. You didn't earn it. You didn't achieve it. You simply believed it and received it. You simply believed it and received it. And it sure is because you did what? You believed it and received it. It's not yours because you did a lot of good works. It's not yours because you did a lot of good deeds. It's yours because you believed it and received it. Here it says, to everyone that what? Believes. So salvation is to everyone that believes, for therein the righteousness of God is revealed From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I'll give you another translation of verse 17. It says, For in it a way is revealed in which sinful men may be accepted before God and may stand in His presence approved and forgiven. A way is revealed in which sinful men, men who were sinful, may stand or may be accepted before God and may stand in his presence approved and forgiven. Accepted before God, approved, and forgiven. And the reason you accept it is because you're forgiven. And the reason you're approved or he now approves of you is because you're forgiven. Which means your sins are gone. Your sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus. And so you stand approved. If you're approved, then you're not having to work to be approved. If you are accepted, then you're not having to work to be accepted. So the key for us is to believe and receive. Romans 5, 17, it says, Much more they which receive the abundance of grace. Much more they which receive the abundance of grace. So there must be an abundance of it in order for you to receive an abundance. There must be plenty of it to go around in order for you as an individual to receive an abundance of it much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. It's a good amen. (laughs) The abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. You know, the scripture says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. So, There is a receiving. There is a believing. So simply two requirements. To be righteous is to believe and receive. They which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. So it all comes through Jesus. Because he's what the gospel is about. (laughs) Thank God for Jesus. So we are accepted before God and may stand in his presence approved and forgiven. Now go with me to 2 Corinthians and we'll go to chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. So when one receives Jesus or is born again or believes on Jesus and accepts Jesus as our Lord and their Savior, uh, then they become what this verse tells us they are. They become a new creature in Christ. Here in verse 17 of 2 Corinthians 5, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... So any man could be in Christ. Or any person could be in Christ. Or any person that is not in Christ could get in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, how could they get in Christ? They get saved. They get born again. They receive Jesus as the Lord of their life. If any any man... Be in Christ. So when you got born again or you received Jesus, you got in Christ. What does it mean to be in Christ? Well, there's a lot of things we could say about in Christ, but basically, to be in Christ means that you are grafted into Him. Because Jesus is a vine and you are the branch. So that would be one meaning of what it means to be in Christ. You're engrafted into Him. Amplified says it that way. Been engrafted into Christ. So you've been grafted into Him. So you became one with Him. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says that we are one with Him. One with Him. One Spirit. We became one Spirit with Christ. So your spirit has been joined to him. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So you have been joined to Christ and you are one spirit with Christ. Or you have been engrafted into him. You are a branch that grows on the vine. And Jesus is a vine, and you are the branch. And we become one body with the head, Jesus being the head, and we are the body of Christ. So every member of the body of Christ is a part of Christ, the head. So to be in Christ uh, has a lot of meaning, which we could just study that in itself. But when you get in Christ, you become a new man or a new person. Not male gender, a new person. In the spirit, there's neither male nor female. So when you get in Christ, you become a new person or a, one translation says, a new self. So the real self is the true self, and that's your inner self. That's your inward man. That's the man that lives on the inside or the person that lives on the inside because man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. But primarily he or she is a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body, which is a lesson for all of us to learn. To understand that we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. The body is a house that you live in. Your body is is referred to as a house in the scripture. You have a house not made with hands. You're going to get from heaven a new house. Praise the Lord. So, your body is referred to as a house. Your body is referred to as a temple. So, that's where you live. But the spirit man has become new. The moment you were born again, you became new. If any man is in Christ, he or she is a new creature or is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. So everything in your spirit prior to being born again, you were spiritually dead, you you didn't have a relationship with God, but now when you got born again, you received, according to many scriptures, eternal life. He that believes on the Son hath everlasting life or eternal life. So the moment you were born again, you received eternal life, the life of God. And the life of God is resident in you. You have God's life on the inside of you. Your nature has changed, according to Peter. Your spiritual nature has changed. You've been made a partaker of the divine nature. So spiritually, you've been born again. The scripture says you've been born of an incorruptible seed. So, you've been born of the seed of God. God's word is a seed that gets sown in your heart, and what happens? You believe that word. And you get saved. You get born again. You're born of an incorruptible seed, so you are a brand new person, an absolute new creature in Christ, an absolute new creation, a new person, a new self. What God has made in Christ, he is now made in you. So he reproduced Christ in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So he reproduced himself. He reproduced himself. God reproduced himself in you. This new man is created after God in righteousness and true holiness. So God has recreated himself in humanity. Doesn't make you God. It just makes you connected to God. Doesn't make you Christ in the sense of he's still the head. But you are in Christ, you're in union with Christ, and you share in his life, and you have the same kind of life on the inside of you that God has on the inside of him. And that kind of life has made you new. And this is a life from God. This is a life from heaven. This is a life that came right out of God into your spirit. Hallelujah. And how did it get there? It came in there because Christ got inside of you. And Christ came with that life. He came to give life and give life more abundantly. So the life of heaven, the life of Jesus, the life of God, the very life and nature of God came on the inside of you and you became a brand new person a brand new self a brand new creation hallelujah (laughs) created in Christ Jesus hallelujah for we are his workmanship or Other translations say handiwork. That's Ephesians 2.10. He says we are his workmanship. We are his handiwork. We're created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Oh, so those works can show up, but they came out of something that God put in you. It came out of something that God created in you. Oh, he, he said put on the new man which is created in what? Righteousness. So this new man is a righteous man. This new person is a righteous person. This new self is a righteous self. This is a righteous self. The moment you were born again, you got right with God. You got righteous in Christ. I said, the moment you got born again, you got righteous in Christ. So you today are a righteous person, a righteous man, a righteous woman, a righteous one. God created you in Christ Jesus. You're His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works which God has before ordained that you should walk therein. God has planned beforehand. God has a destiny for your life. He has a plan, a purpose. I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They're thoughts of good and not of evil to give you peace. Hallelujah and give you an expected end. God has God has a plan for your life. God has a destiny for your life. God has a purpose for your life. The devil tries to stop your purpose. The devil's Tries to hinder your purpose, but God has a plan and a purpose, and God can keep you and He can preserve you and He can enable you to perform your destiny and finish your course and follow the will and the plan and the purpose of God and do what God created you to do. God created you with a divine destiny. himself has created you as his own workmanship his own handiwork unto good works which he is before ordained that you should walk in them so there is a divine destiny there is a divine purpose for every man or woman or person in this room or anyone listening live stream there is a divine destiny purpose for your life The scripture says he caught he predestined you he called you He justified you and he glorifies you hallelujah He does it all, praise God, from beginning to end. He starts a process, but He finishes what He starts. And He is good, and He's a good God, and He's on your side, and He's for you, and He's gonna take care of you, and He's gonna make every crooked place straight, and He's gonna bring down those places that seem to be standing in front of you, that seem to be stopping you or hindering you from fulfilling your destiny or your purpose, because God has a plan and God knows how to make you stand and he can keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory. And God is going to finish this story. Hallelujah. God's going to finish what he started in your life. God's going to perform it. He's going to decree it, but he's also going to perform it. Hallelujah. It is God who is at work in you both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. God is at work in you. God himself, he didn't just stop. He didn't just get you born again and get you in the family of God. He has a plan from the start, and he has a plan to finish it. Hallelujah. And he is at work in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. And if God be for you, who can be against you? if God be on your side how can you be denied if God is for you he's setting things up he's making things right he's setting it up he's making things right the devil tries to put some things in your way but God is still God and God is still good and God is still on the throne and God is still going to make his glory known God is still going to finish the project hallelujah God's to finish it until you're caught up to meet the Lord in the air, hallelujah, until he- heaven calls you, hallelujah. So no matter how young or how old, God has a plan and a purpose. No matter what stage of life you're in, God still has a reason for you being here, hallelujah. God has a purpose for your life. You're created in him, created by him, for him. I said you're created by him and for him. You're not for yourself. You're for him. Hallelujah. And if you're for him, he'll be for you. And if he's for you, nobody can be against you. Hallelujah. God. God has a cause. God has a purpose. God has a call on your life, a destiny for your life. God. I say God. (laughs) Hey, God is on your side. God, hallelujah, is on your side. God is for you. Hallelujah to Jesus. So there's something wonderful in your future. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. What God made, he made fearfully and wonderfully. Hallelujah. He designed you perfectly. Hallelujah. You say, well, I got some imperfections. Well, I'll tell you, we all do. But God still designed your spirit perfectly. He designed your inner man perfectly in his image. After his likeness created you in Christ, put his own life on the inside of you, made you righteous. Hallelujah to Jesus made you holy hallelujah so what's on the inside can dominate what's on the outside that's why you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness so you get up and dress up. Hallelujah. You get up and put your clothes on. Hallelujah. You get up in the morning and start talking about who God says you are instead of what the devil says you are, instead of what the world says you are, instead of what your mama said you were, or what your uncle said you were, or somebody said negatively about you. It is God who is on your side and God designed you and He knows you and He wants you to know who you are. Hallelujah. He wants you to know who He has made you to be. So in the morning, put your clothes on. Throughout the day, just make sure you got your appropriate clothes on. Hallelujah. Amen. Keep the righteous garments on. Praise God. You have a robe of righteousness. Just put it on. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. There's always a call from this world to your flesh, but there's a higher call to your spirit and that's from heaven and God is calling out to you and God is directing you and God is filling you with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So if God is for you, and God is speaking to you. God is directing and ordering your steps. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If your steps are ordered of the Lord, God has a plan and a purpose. Hallelujah. And he is prearranged and pre-designed. Hallelujah. Some things just for you. Hallelujah! And this good work, I'm confident confident of this. The good work that He's begun in you, He will perform it, and He's going to perform it till the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. God reaches you. Hallelujah. God reaches down to you and says, I'm going to finish what I started. Hallelujah. I'm going to finish what I started. When you don't know how that's going to happen and you don't have the full plan and the full picture and you don't have the full understanding of what that even means. But God has a plan and a purpose and he will give you what you need to know and help you to see what you need to see and help you to walk it out and perform it and finish it. Praise God hallelujah to Jesus Jesus is Lord hallelujah Jesus is Lord Jesus was is and will be hallelujah hallelujah he is Lord glory glory be to God he's Lord of all he's Lord of heaven and earth God is good. He's Lord of the new birth. Thank you, Jesus. And He's given you a new birth and put you on a track. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And there's no turning back.